What's up? It's your pal Wenjikus Thoticus, and this is The Bar Is Low. Every episode we take a look at a fanfiction or a collection of fanfictions, and these can be either good, bad, or in between, but mostly, they're bad. It's been over a year since I've done an Avatar-themed Fun For The Whole Family episode. Between changing from updates once a week to updates every two weeks and my detour into the Star Wars fandom, the last time I talked about the Royal Fire family all fucking each other was before quarantine, and we just can't have that. Because people have been writing in the past year. My god, have people been writing. The little renaissance in the fandom has certainly helped, so now the fun for the whole family series is back to Avatar's Royal Fire Nation family with a vengeance! I have some juicy fix lined up for a bit of an extended episode today, and you will definitely want to stick around for the last fic, because I can't remember the last time I was this excited to cover something. My god, does it give the most fucked up fix I've ever read in my career run for their money. So if you couldn't tell, today's fucked up a meter rating is a 10 out of 10. Fun for the whole family is not for the lighthearted. That goes especially for today's episode. We got rape, we got preteen children getting fucked, we got sexual slavery, we got abuse, we got forced body modification, we got brainwashing, we have torture, and obviously, no shit, we have incest. Not to sound like a sick fuck, but I'm really excited to do this episode. I know I'm playing kind of a dangerous game now that I've spoken to I'm even affiliated with some of the people who write and ship this stuff. But hey, I love doing this series. It's good to be back to what it's all about. And just like pretty much the rest of the podcast, I'm just out here for fun, doing this for entertainment value. I mean, no ill will to the authors I talk about. So there's my little disclaimer. Before we start getting into the fix, there was a post I wanted to read to you. Lately, I've been dipping my toes into Zeusest Tumblr, and there's a rare pair challenge going on. One of the people running it ships the fire siblings, so I've seen their blog and some other associated blogs. So I wanted to make you all aware of this post that made me wheeze the instant I saw it. So an Anon sends an ask to a blogger, quote, so, I had this Zeusest idea, and it's really dirty, but it won't leave my head, so here goes nothing. Azula and Zuko, role-playing as their own parents. <laughs> it made me wheeze again. Okay. I, I, I gotta hand it to them. I gotta hand it to the incest strippers of this fandom. Sometimes they're pretty boring, and they write the same types of fics over and over, but other times, they come up with shit like this. Fucking craziest new scenarios. I might have to do a little digging to get to the good stuff, but they never disappoint me. The blogger, Pro Ship Trash, basically responds with a ficklet, and I'm gonna subject you to all of it. Quote, Anon, I like you. XD. Zeus says role-playing as Urza is fucking god-tier disgusting and amazing. I imagine they don't use first names, but they just know who they're playing in their little sex game, and they're both into it. Azula calls Zuko my lord, my love, and daddy slash father, while Zuko calls Azula my queen, my wife, and mommy, mother. <laughs> Why do I find it so funny that they're calling each other daddy and mommy? That's so fucking weird. As if this is normal already. That's, yeah, that's the thing that gets me. Oh, whatever. But anyway, it continues. Azula will wear fine satin robes and nothing underneath and walk around their bedroom and she'll bend over in front of Zuko and say, breed me husband, I want to give you an heir. 
that's so fucking clinical <laughs> say it like that Zuko will get done with a council meeting and be both angry and frustrated and he'll walk into his room and while Zula is reading in bed Zuko will climb in and rest his head on her breast for a moment then his hands will find their way under her robes and around her breast and he'll squeeze them and pinch her nipples while she moans above him he'll pull away for a moment and kiss her and then he'll start sucking on her nipples and when he switches between her breasts he'll tell her such a good mother already you'll feed our children well <laughs> one time Zuko asks Azula if the kids are asleep and Azula tells him they're sound asleep so they won't hear a thing and he roughly takes her by the hand and drags her into their room and throws her onto the bed he whispers this <laughs> is my favorite part he whispers into her ear maybe I'll fuck another baby into you one that isn't incompetent like our other two <laughs> And he enters her, and Azula hides a scream behind the throw pillow her face has planted into. And as we go thrust into her, Azula says, Breed me, my lord. Give me more children to mother. Zuko pulls Azula's hair and then pulls her against his body. His hands snakes around her throat and he holds her there while he fucks her. Azula's legs are weak and she's basically a doll attached to Zuko's stick, moaning and withering against his sweaty body as she just whimpers daddy over and over. Zuko moves his hand down from her neck and pinches her clit hard as he finishes fucking her. After he comes, he lets Azula fall onto the bed, and he just stands over her limp body with a smile. Always oh, such a filthy whore, aren't you, mommy? Maybe you shouldn't get to come tonight. And Azula whines and begs, please, daddy, I'll be your good wife. I'll be obedient and quiet. Please let me come. And Zuko contemplates it for a moment, and then flips Azula onto her back and spreads her legs. His cum is leaking out of her, and he flicks his tongue against her clit, being much more gentle with it, but painfully slow, because it's not enough for Azula to come. And she's sobbing, please, father, I've been a good girl. And Zuko decides, maybe she has been a good girl. And he starts sucking on her clit until she comes and screams, thank you, daddy. And when Zuko pulls away from her, he says, My beautiful little wife, I hope you enjoyed that, because next time, I won't be so generous. End quote. <laughs> These people are evil geniuses. I mean, come on, that's, f <laughs> that's fucking hilarious. Just them calling each other daddy and mommy. Like, usually only one person gets to be called that in the relationships. Like, yeah, I'm in a daddy-dom, daddy-dom relationship. Every night, me and my partner whip the bed with our belts until we pass out. <laughs> so basically, this post has been living rent-free in my mind, and I can't evict it. There are also posts on the side of Tumblr about how Azula is Azumi's mother and how Zuko uses his sister as an incubator for that dragon egg. So, uh, the content's flowing freely over there, not quite as easy to sort through as it is on AO3. So, if you want to explore that, I'll leave you to it. But, uh, it's, it's wild. <laughs> so, let's get to our fix. We'll do some shorter ones, then we'll get to our finale, which is quite long, but you will definitely want to stick around for that. So our first real fic of the day. Can you believe it? Someone had the balls to ask me to cover their own work on this series. Like, I've gotten requests and suggestions for it before, but for someone to offer up their own fic, I... <laughs> that was unexpected, to say the least. So, uh, what is this fic about? Well, a big theme on the series, and especially on today's episode, is what a nasty little man Ozai is. You don't need me to tell you that. You already know, but I'm gonna tell you anyway. 
this Ozula fic does not have any explicit content in it, but this author gives their relationship a little twist that I don't often see. Other writers will be like, Azula is Ozai's perfect heir. He considers her to be the only one good enough for him. But this author's like, oh, fuck that. Ozai has a harem and a bunch of illegitimate children with those women, and those other women are Azula's competition. So I don't think I've seen that before ever. <sighs> This fic opens at a talent show. Yes, a fucking talent show. They call it talent night, but it's a it's a talent show, which is already funny because I associate those with like elementary school, not with high society and royalty. But it wasn't Ozai's idea. He has to just sit through it anyway because it's tradition. And he fucking hates it, but he has to at least pretend to pay attention. And Azula at age 12 is already much better at faking interest than he is. And at faking orgasms. There are some other people accompanying them at their table. Unbelievably, Ozai has gone like five whole paragraphs without being a nasty little man. But <laughs> that changes quickly. He's like, oh, who's Azula's friend over there? Oh yeah, Tylee. She has nice tits for someone so young. Maybe we should have a threesome. Y you, you can't see me right now, but I'm attempting to reach into my computer and strangle Ozai. Uh, there's some other people, May, who Ozai deems a boring four out of 10, and Azula's half-sister. Ozai doesn't even remember the girl's mother's name. She was just a wench, a kitchen wench, Wenchicus kitchenicus, a species of wench native to the kitchen. It's highly implied that he forced himself on her, and he wouldn't give a shit about the daughter if she hadn't also been a firebending prodigy. Once again, because Ozai is a nasty little man. He remembers that this kid's turning nine, but he's already thinking about what she might look like when she hits puberty in a few years, because he's a nasty little man. Zhao is also at the talent show. Here is a quote about him. Ozai had been spending so much time looking at the ladies that he'd nearly forgotten that the older man had been there. Zhao had been his best and only friend once, back in the days when his own family had spurned him. Now, of course, the balance of power had changed, yet the captain still had his uses. He was always the one in the war room who gave the best praise, for one, and also a good drinking buddy. Naturally, Zai would expect a reward for his unflinching loyalty someday. Ozai was completely aware of how he ogled Azula when he thought no one was looking. Perhaps, if Zhao made some form of major accomplishment, Ozai would reward him with his daughter's hand in marriage. Maybe even let him impregnate her once. <laughs> he was far from crazy about the idea. Nevertheless, it might be prudent to have a spy in Zhao's household if he rose very far very quickly. Jesus, Ozai, I'm not very good at giving gifts myself, but you could give him, like, a promotion in instead of uh, uh, that. Like, get him a fancy new boat. G get him an aged bottle of, of whiskey. I don't know what old men like. Get him a fishing rod so he can catch the moon spirit. Let him be the governor of the Northern Water Tribe should he conquer it. There's something really weird about, hmm, maybe I'll let you impregnate my daughter as a reward for his service. Like, I mean, even though that would be implied to happen if, if Zao would be marrying her, but just saying that like separately from marriage is fucking weird. So Ozai gets one of his hoes on his lap once this talent show ends and Zula is like staring straight ahead, stewing in fury, trying not to be jealous. This hoe is actually legal. Not that she was legal when she started her relationship with Ozai, but still, the hoe is really into him, enjoys being his hoe. They have a daughter together. And Ozai, once again, because he's a nasty little man, but in a different way than he has been in the rest of this fic, he forgets that it's his daughter's birthday. And when the hoe reminds him, he remembers, oh wait, 
That kid was born on the same day I banished Zuko. Fuck yeah, that little shit's been gone for a year! So he like raises a glass to toast Zuko and Iroh's banishment. Meanwhile, the hoe keeps rubbing on him, but Ozai's already made up his mind about who he's banging tonight. The hoe's just trying too hard. She's 18 whole ass years old. What a fucking old maid, am I right? Soon she'll be too old for him to give a shit about. Man, Oz, I really do be like, it's not pedophilia, it's a phoebophilia. Ugh, so yeah, Oz, I chooses his Lula that night. Thankfully, we don't get to see the sex scene, only the aftermath. He can't make a bitch come. Either that or he just doesn't give a shit about her pleasure at all. Azula's like, mm, I'm gonna give you a real talent show now, daddy. But this asshole has already fallen asleep. And Azula's like, all right, I, I guess I could use the extra sleep anyway, because I'm the only one who actually does the heavy lifting when it comes to running this country. She's fucking 12. What was I doing when I was 12? I was I was in seventh grade. I was making sex jokes that I didn't really understand because it was the cool thing to do. I was struggling through pre-algebra, completely oblivious to the obvious signs that I like with women. Azula may have dropped out of school in this fic, but she is having incestuous encounters and running a fucking country. Have you fucking seen a 12 year old? 12 year olds aren't sexy. 12-year-olds can't do algebra, let alone win an endless fucking war. Jesus, Azula. Jesus fucking Ozai. Both of you need to get your priorities straight. Azula, go back to school. Forget what sex is. I was like, oh, be Fire Lord. Stop letting your pubescent daughter outshine you in every fucking way. So, really, guess what I thought of this fuck is there are two genres of rapey Ozai. This is the one that I don't like. Is it objectively funnier that Ozai is so concerned with listening to his dick that he lets his 12-year-old run the country just so he can fuck more? Yes, that's fucking hilarious. But this is also the version of Ozai that I hate. I can't stand him. The second genre of rapey Ozai is the one where he's more using sex as a tool for manipulation. I find that more interesting, gives him more depth. Of course, there's some overlap and it can be ambiguous when it's from the victim's point of view, but this fic falls firmly in the first category. That's why I want to fucking strangle him. It was well written. We got to see into his head, which isn't always something we get to see in fics like this, but it turns out there's not really anything that interesting going on up there because all his thoughts are in his dick. So before we get started with this next fic, I wanted to briefly talk about another fic by this next author. The summary is as follows, quote, Ozai was just starting to lose hope when one day his daughter and lover showed up at his cell door. She had a plan, and that gave Ozai hope. That and an erection. So if you couldn't tell, this one's kind of cracky and funny, especially because Azula's bossing him around. She's like, I'm not going to fuck you until you get all that prison grime off your cock. Oh, dirty dick Ozai. Uh, Azula's plan isn't to get them back into power. She just wants freedom for her and Ozai. And Ozai, just, she just goes along with it. Whatever she says, as long as it gets to fuck her. <laughs> and when they get to freedom, he sticks his not so dirty anymore dick in her and prematurely ejaculates. <laughs> it was so built up. Then he did little better than combing his pants. Oh my god, I hate you so fucking much, Ozai. I hate you so much. <sighs> the actual fic I wanted to go more into depth about is something I'd like to call a, a bit of a sex competition. Similar to the sex version of an Agni Kai with May's ass as the battleground that Zuko and Azula had in episode 68. Um, I know earlier in this episode, I mentioned that some people be saying that Azula is Azumi's mommy, but the big brain take in that fic was that Mei is Azumi's mommy and Azula is Azumi's daddy, because she's a futa. But in this fic, the sex Agni Kai 
not just saying that, it's fucking stupid. It's between Ursula and it was like competing for Azula's love. The Wenchik Histotikus philosophy really do be, I don't care how fucked up it is as long as it's funny. So Ozai's like, our daughter's finally old enough to replace you, Ursa. Oh, what's that? You think I'm gonna have to force her to make sweet, sweet love to me? She worships me. She'll do anything I ask of her. I've groomed her for it after all. And Ursa's just trying to think of an alternative. She's like, you know, I'm gonna convince her that I'm a better option. I know you can't make a woman come, Ozai. We've been married long enough. So Ursa's faced with the task of seducing her own daughter before Ozai does the same. And can you believe that this is one of my most highly anticipated episodes? People have been waiting a long time for me to say sentences like that again. You sick fucks. Anyway, Ursa goes to Azula's firebending practice and Azula's like, the fuck you want, mom? And Ursa says that she wants things to be different between them. But Azula's like, no, you want me to be different. And she's right to a degree because Ursa wants to undo Ozai's influence over her. But Ursa apologizes again. Azula tentatively accepts. And, and Ursa would have just loved this moment of repairing her relationship with her daughter. If it wasn't leading to seduction, you know what we call shit like this almost wholesome so ursa has to come into her room to tuck her in give her a good night kiss for old time's sake and azula starts to get suspicious so ursa's like i i gotta suck it up gotta do this azula i would be happy to come to your training sessions more often if you think that it would help us bond but what i had in mind was something more immediate and she grabs the titty and Azula's like, Mom, what what are you doing? And Ursa's like, shh, Mommy loves you. And Azula knows it's fucked, but she's also enjoying it. She can't bring herself to tell Ursa to stop. And the chapter ends with this quote. She could figure out right and wrong later. For now, she just didn't want her to stop doing whatever it was she was doing with her tongue. So uh, after that event in which Azula nuts like a dozen times, things are back to being awkward. Uh, Azula knows that something is up. Uh, Ozai shows up to her room next and he takes a more disciplinary approach. He's like giving into that slutter. So when she takes an interest in you after years of not giving a shit, that's an affront to me and everything I've done for you. And he starts banging her ass raw and zapping her with lightning and he's really rough and it's painful but when he finishes he fingers her gently and, and this asshole has Azula asking for seconds because I, I guess I don't know it's weird that Azula likes being dubiously propositioned for sex by her parents uh, that's everyone in this household needs therapy but really it's not Ursa or Ozai who wins the sex competition in the end it's Azula. She gets to have both of her parents love. She gets to see them tripping over each other to win her affection. So there's a short epilogue with Zuko being a clueless fuck, which is the one she gets a lot of us experience. Bless his heart. At least he still has his uncle. Hopefully not in the same way that Azula has their parents. So before we get to the meat of this episode, I wanted to talk about a fic where Ozai is the less nasty of two men. I've only got to talk about this pairing once before on episode 46, and I'm glad to talk about it again because it has something that I am a very big fan of. You know what it is, baby! Ozai getting 
dumb. This fix starts off as a generic Ozai in prison getting lectured on being a less shit person type of thing and it takes a turn. Ursa goes to visit him in prison. They break things off for good. So Iroh sees Ozai's vulnerability as the perfect moment to confront him, have a little chat. He feels bad that he wasn't there for Ozai when they were growing up like he was for Zuko and he feels like he failed him. Okay, maybe I was there to do a little more than just chat. Because next thing he says, he's like, you've become an asshole, but you still have the same beautiful eyes as back then. And Ozai just drops his teacup and he responds with, quote, I can't believe it. After all this time, you're still a degenerate. <laughs> so this is what we're dealing with. Turns out, I was like, didn't think about words like degenerate till Azulon found out about his little trysts with Iroh. He blamed Ozai and then married him off to Ursa so he'd stop it. Iroh's being a real motherfucker. He's like, were you as satisfied with Ursa as you were with me? She ever find out what a needy little slut you are? How much you like having your hair pulled? That shit, that hair pulling line that made me make a noise that I did not know I could make. It was like a weird little cackle or something. This fic is just proof that while I may have my preferences as to who Ozai is fucking, I ultimately do not care who is on top as long as he's on the bottom. There is a lot of baggage in this fic, a lot to unpack that we only get glimpses of as they argue. Like Iroh's wife died so he started to love Ozai uh, like that instead and Ozai's bitter that Iroh never protected him from their father and Iroh's still dealing with the love he feels for his brother, so. Iroh steps into the cell. This is not the old tea-loving man. This is the dragon! And he's like, listen up, bitch boy. Tell me that you deserve to be locked up and I'll go easy on you today. And Ozai's like, get your hands off of me. But Iroh's like, I know you missed this, you slut. You want me to punish you. There is a, a an explicit scene that I guess I'm going to talk about now. Iroh keeps like distracting him with kisses just to get to his dick and like tie his hands behind his back and mm, the lines he's spitting, <laughs> the lines he's spitting here. Oh, I don't even know how I feel about this fic, but I feel strongly. He says, it's almost like no one's touched you since your wife left. And Ozai's threatening to tattle on him to Zuko, but Iroh knows him too well. Ozai's not gonna sacrifice the last shreds of his dignity. Iroh keeps edging him, jerking him off until he's about to nut, and then he just leaves him there until he admits that he deserves this. Quote, in his youth, Ozai had enjoyed a modicum of pain, whether it was a tight grip on his hair, always kept loose and flowing, or on his waist, but only if it came from the right hands. Iroh's hands. As far as Iroh knew, Ozai had never allowed another man to take him that way, and Ursa was, by all accounts, a traditional woman in all the ways that mattered. He felt flattered to have been placed in such a special position. Oh, bitch, no! Don't so exploit my love for some Ozai to make me ship this, no! <laughs> Uh, this author, though, they believe that Ozai is secretly a bratty sub who needs to be disciplined, and they're right, and they should say it. Ozai finally says, I deserve this, and Iroh lets him nut, and right before he leaves, he's like, first steps, always admitting it, and this shit ends on the line. Their lives would have been so much easier for both of them if they had been able to truly hate each other, but they knew that they never could. Bro, what was this? <laughs> 
Perhaps my love for Sub-Ozai is clouding my judgment, but this was better than I expected, and in all seriousness, I did love the little glimpses into their past relationship, how Ursa and Azulon factored into it. Like, it's just enough for you to get the big picture, but it leaves enough out for you to have to fill in the blanks yourself. So we're not quite at our last fic yet, but I wanted to talk about one that was inspired by the finale first. The main reason I'm doing this one before the finale is because this is shorter and less graphic and it'll give you a taste of what we're in for. The finale fic is overall more fucked up, but this one has something that the other doesn't. I don't want to spoil it quite yet, and Ozai doesn't want to ruin the surprises yet either. Finally, something he and I can agree on in this episode. You see, he has been captured after Susan's comment. Iroh is visiting him in jail, telling him that he's lost. It's over, Ozai. I have the high ground. But Ozai says, no, brother. I have a wife at home who's very dedicated to me. She will continue my rule. And I was like, okay, we got, we got to deal with her. Can't be that hard. Uh, but Ozai starts like laughing maniacally because Iroh has no fucking idea what awaits him. We see the, the gang go to the palace to subdue the wife. And when they confront her, she's like, where is my husband? He said he would be coming back. I need his dick. Literally, she says, I need his dick. I didn't just add that in for dramatic flair. That's an actual line of dialogue. Katara notices that the wife is holding a little pipe and she's like, mm, there are drugs involved. No one could love Ozai without there being drugs involved. <laughs> now, the wife claims that she got the drugs from a special Earth Kingdom doctor. So naturally, Katara's like, hmm, the Daily brainwashing. And she's like, all right, we're going to heal you. Meanwhile, we're seeing some flashbacks, and one of them is Ozai speaking with this Earth Kingdom doctor who suggests a surgery that will make his wife into his wife, and the surgery goes well, and Ozai is pleased that he can hurt his new wife in ways that he can never hurt Ursa, and she'll just take it, because anything to make him happy. So meanwhile, in the present, Katara is healing the wife and she realizes, hey, no one ever told me your name. So what's your name? What, what are you called? And you guys? You guys? It's Zuko. <laughs> it's Zuko. <laughs> it's fucking Zuko. <laughs> it's fucking Zuko. <laughs> so she's like, oh, that's a funny coincidence. <laughs> Didn't the Fire Lord have a son named Zuko who died? And Zuko was like, nope. I'm still here. I'm just more useful as a wife than as a prince. And flashes they pussy to prove it. And everyone's like, fucked up if true. So as Zuko continues to heal, they manage to get off the drugs and remember more and more about what happened. Because guess what we learn in the next flashback? To be perfectly clear, during sex change surgeries, they change your external genitals. They do not go in and change your reproductive system. Granted, I know more about female to male surgeries than male female ones, as I've known a number of trans men, not many trans women, but I do know for certain they don't go in and give you a uterus. They don't give you ovaries, even with our technology, which is far superior to anything in the Avatar universe, I'm sure. A male to female transgender individual cannot get pregnant. There is no surgery for that. I believe I've made it clear what this fic has that our finale doesn't. 
Even if you wanted to say, ho oh, ho, it was magic, it was the spirits, I'd be willing to give this a little more leeway. If it was Omegaverse, then okay, I don't like Omegaverse, but Mpreg is a staple of that type of writing. It's built into the fabric of that universe, but there just isn't a surgery for that. I I'm sure this person just did it for the fetish, but maybe, I, I don't know, maybe they really do believe that trans women can get pregnant. I don't fucking know. Meanwhile, this... I don't want to call it a miracle baby. Whatever the opposite of a miracle is, like like a miracle but bad. Toph has just found Azumi, like, I don't know, wandering around the palace. What a lot of servant would be looking after her. You have like a, I don't know, like a two-year-old just, I don't know, two-year-old can't fucking take care of itself. It says that Zuko hasn't been allowed to see her much since her birth because Ozai thinks it's very important that Zuko want his cock more than wanted to see their child. Meanwhile, everyone's finding out about this, calling Ozai a sick fuck, but Ozai's like, Lamau, getting my ass kicked by a 12 year old was worth it just so I can see the look on y'all's faces when you realize what I did to Zuko. And everyone reconvenes and Zuko explains the situation in a very info dumpy way and then it ends with them bringing in Izumi. And you know, my review of this besides, ew gross and that's not physically possible, has to be that I think this could have packed a lot more emotion in it but the writing just wasn't particularly good. Like Zuko recovering his memory wasn't explored very well. The, the process of him accepting his role as a wife in the first place is totally glossed over. And so are his feelings upon realizing who he used to be and what was done to him. I would have liked to see some self-reflection where he was like, okay, this is who I was. This is who I became but what am I now? And him trying to like find a compromise between the two identities that he has. We don't really get to see inside his head or inside Ozai's either for that matter. Overall, I just think this needed more emotion and for us to be able to see the character's thought processes. Our finale, which while absolutely disgusting, is more compellingly written because it has exactly that. And now let's get to it. This big is not finished, but it also hasn't been updated since November and I'm impatient. I feel I've waited long enough to cover it. I'm very excited to add it to the catalog. Now, I've seen this simply referred to as Azuko Ozai incest fic, and that does not do it justice. I I've read a lot of those for this series. I'm also guilty of writing one. That's not a secret. I bring up progressive tax brackets all the time. But when I think of them, I'm like, oh, it's probably a one shot about Zuko being desperate for his father's approval. Maybe Ozai is fucking him because he misses his wife and Zuko reminds him of her. And most of them share that same premise or something similar to it. And as implied by the last fic, Ozai is like 1000% using Zuko as a replacement for his wife. Uh, yeah, a bit more literally than in the other fics of this pairing. But still, even with that, there's so much other shit going on. This takes it not just to the next level, but like at least two levels above the typical shit I cover of this pairing. Just there's a lot to unpack here. And you know, the tagline for this podcast is Wedgie Gestalticus in the search for the worst fan fiction, but that's false advertising because the truth is that there is no rock bottom. It can always get worse. It can always get more fucked up. And that's something that this fic proves over and over. It's like the fucking Mariana Trench. You get a mile down and you're like, I can't see shit, it's so dark, we must be close to the bottom. But I was like, no, actually, there are six more miles till we reach the ocean floor, so strap in for the motherfucking ride. So I made you wait long enough for this finale. Let's talk about A Prince's Rune by Tangerine Sock. We begin right after Ursa's banishment. Ozai's thinking about how even though he has the throne now, it doesn't feel good, it doesn't feel like it's supposed to. He thought he owned Ursa, but she was never really his, she never really loved him. 
Now, all he has left of her are their children and the crown. And we know how Ozu feels about his kids. Ozula's is competent, will make a good hair. Zuko is incompetent, soft and useless, unless another use can be found for him. And he's mourning the loss of his mother like only a weakling would do. And it just annoys Ozai more than anything else. And despite everything, Zuko goes in to hug Ozai for some comfort. And Ozai's about to be like, get off me, bitch boy. But then he's like, huh, from this angle, kind of looks like his mom. And he gets his idea. Ursa would never let herself fully submit to him, but Zuko, I mean, the kid's desperate for his approval. So already this one's better written than the other one. We get real insight into what the relationship between Ursa and Ozai might have looked like. We get to see Ozai's thought process. It's informed by strategy, but it's still more emotional than he thinks it might be. He doesn't experience positive emotions like love and affection towards his family. There's just jealousy, possessiveness, anger, and of course, lust. That's what drives him. This fake shit might as well be called Welcome to My Twisted Mind by Fire Lord Ozai. I like to believe, though, that behind the scenes he had some redeeming qualities, but this is still a good look into a more fucked up take on his relationship with Ursa. At the end, I'll talk about why I think Ozai wouldn't actually do something like this, and how it's not accurate to how he really feels about Zuko, but for now, let's just get to what happens next. Next day, Ozai moves Zuko to a new room. He's not allowed to leave, and his new room comes with some new clothes. Ladies clothes, perfumes, stuff like that. Zuko's really confused. He's like, something's wrong here. And, and they make him start wearing a dress and he catches a glimpse of himself in the mirror. He's like, damn, I look like a girl. What is this? And finally they dress him up, bring him to Ozai. And he realizes, oh, oh shit. They're dressing me up to make me look like my mom in her wedding pictures. So Ozai tells him what his new role is going to be. He's like, you're useless as a crown prince, but I might have found a different place for you. One that your mother failed at, but you may succeed. You are going to be my second wife. <laughs> it's so fucked up. Jesus fucking Christ. Oh, God. It only gets worse. The praise he gets from Ozai, you know, it's what he's always wanted to hear. But, oh, the context is all wrong, baby. So there is a sex scene. Uh, I'm not going to go into detail about it because there are a lot of these. I'll just be hitting the highlights from each one. The whole time, Zuko's like, the fuck is happening? this isn't normal. This has to be some kind of punishment because I really am a failure. But Ozai's like, you're doing real well jerking off my cock. And Zuko's like, father is proud and this is all I had to do? Oh my god. This shit's so fucked, but it's also like compellingly written. The other one didn't have the emotion like this one. It actually explores Zuko's feelings about this whole process. Oh, we get to hear about the, the first rule of being a wife. <laughs> it was like makes him eat the cum because yeah that's the, the first rule being a wife uh never waste your husband's s word oh, they fucking say the s word a lot in this fic because i'm not suffering enough apparently and then right after the sex scene they just fix zuko up do the marriage right away and all the servants and the fire stages and shit are like what the fuck but they ain't gonna say shit Ooh, uh, the, the fucking, oh, the wedding night. Oh, boy. Oh, it's like, you, you, the fuck you think Zuko's ass is gonna do? <laughs> is it gonna lubricate itself? It, it ain't a pussy. 
even someone as delusional as you must realize that. He says he wants to punish Zuko for not being prepared. What he can do for that is to, is to, to suck his dick. Ugh. How fucking old was Zuko when his mom left? He was like 10 or some shit? I don't fucking know. But in what world is, is a prepubescent boy's body the same as a grown-ass woman's? Jesus. Oh man, Zuko's whiplash is fucking intense though. Y'all, like, I've just been describing this, but I feel like y'all need a quote. Nasty ass quote from one. So here we go. Don't start acting innocent now, Zuko. His father growls, hand coming back down again to slap his ass with such force it leaves a stinging burn even after he's done. We both know you're a little cocksucker. Just like your mother was, it is more in your blood than royalty ever was. Now stop whining and start acting like a proper wife. It leaves him shaking, but he knows it's true. He's his father, the Fire Lord, and as such, his words must always be true. Zuko really is all those things, and this is his reality, a reality he needs to accept. End quote. This scene also brings up something that I haven't really thought about and would never like to think about again after I've released this episode, and that's come uh, coming out of one's nose like when you laugh when you're taking a drink but the, the drink has come like uh, I, 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 I cannot and do not want to imagine what that feels like Ozai then makes him beg for his cock uh, more whiplash Kazuka's like fucked up to hear such words from my father's mouth more fucked up for me to say them but the chapter ends with this quote but the most horrific part of all it's not even his noises or the way his father seems to have forgotten he's not more than a child. It's not even the fact that he's being fucked with by the same cock that made him which crossed his mind for a fleeting moment. No, the worst part, Zuko thinks, is that for a moment there, lost in the pleasure, is the illusion of affection his father gives him. And in the way he finally feels a resemblance of love coming from him, Zuko thinks he feels himself smile. Well, fuck. What else is there to say in spite of uh, everything? I mean, it does do a good job of conveying his emotions. So, so far, this fic hasn't been that out of the ordinary, except for Rose like, taking the using my son to replace my wife thing literally. But again, I say, this is not ordinary. Let us forge ahead. The next chapter begins with his author's note. Quote, so, funny story. I wrote the end of this chapter, waiting for a hurricane, and edited it while the hurricane was raging outside my room. Coincidentally, I also wrote the first scene of this fic during a hurricane. If God wants to stop me from producing this shit, he gonna need to try harder. Maybe some of you have seen this AN floating around Tumblr out of context. Not to drag Bill Nye into this mess too, but now you know. <laughs> Now you know where it's from! <laughs> Zuko wakes up next morning and everything just hits him all at once. Ozai's just walking around naked like everything's normal and Zuko's like, extraordinarily fucked up that this suddenly became my life. And then Ozai just yeets him into the bath just to get all the cum off of him and he's like, you better not make any escape attempts while I'm gone. And Zuko says, yeah, of course I wouldn't try that. And Ozai says, good girl. And Zuko's thinking, okay, weird, because I'm not a girl. But it happens again when a servant addresses him as my lady and he realizes, oh, I'm a wife now. That means I must be a woman. While he's trying to wrap his head around this abrupt change in his identity and duties, he's also trying to wrap his head around the cognitive dissonance of knowing that this is viscerally wrong and the shitty nationalistic belief that the Fire Lord can't be wrong because of the divine right of kings or whatever the fuck. So uh, Zuko goes to sleep while Ozai's out and he- <sighs> God, I fucking hate this part. He just wakes up with Ozai's dick right in his face because fuck you, that's why. Because fuck him. Fuck all of us. 
Fuck all the world. Fuck all the boys and girls. Fuck all the fishes in the deep blue sea. Fuck you and me. Quote, turns out being splatter in the face with your father's semen reached a new layer of humiliation and something told him he was just begging to discover the levels that he could reach. And we sure fucking are gonna reach some new levels of humiliation. So Zuko remembers the number one rule of being a wife and he starts to lick off all the cum off his face. Uh, and he just wants to lay there and let others like, get it over with, but he's being forced to be an active participant. He slips up and refers to himself as Ozai's son, but he's quickly reminded that he's a woman now. And oh man, Ozai fucking seriously has some marital issues with Ursa because he's like, she was nothing without me. Just like you are. Say you're grateful to me, daughter wife. Say you're grateful to me a hole that I can fuck. Zuko slips up and he's like, so this is why mom left you, which, oh boy, it has a world of consequences for him. Ozai's training won't be enough. He brings in a captive Earth Kingdom man. This man, a Dai Li agent. Let the brainwashing begin. And the theme of this fic is really just the theme of this podcast summed up in one succinct piece. It can always get worse. I know I've said that already, but I really feel like I need to hammer that in. Zuko knows it. I know it. Now you know it. There are always more levels of torture and humiliation. I mean, this started off already a level more fucked up than your average Zuko Ozai fic, but it doesn't stop there. Whatever you think is going to happen, it's worse than that. So they bring in the Dai Li guy, and Zuko f- spends the next few weeks in it in this haze. When he finally wakes up from it, he knows that something's off, and he's being lied to about something, but the guy's just like... You were sick for a long time. There's still maybe some more symptoms and whenever you feel them, you should take this medicine that is totally not opium. Uh, Now Zuko has some pretty different feelings about his father. Quite a lot like what we saw in the last fic. Like this this need for him. I mean, he had this need to please him, but this needs a bit different now. Uh, Ozai fills a hole in his life. If you want to get literal, I'm talking about the hole in his ass. Zuko's just sitting on his bed, finger-fucking himself, because he feels like he can fill the void himself, but then Ozai comes in and Zuko feels this emotion, and he's not sure if it's lust or fear at first, but it quickly becomes clear that it's, it's lust. It's lust. Zuko enjoys himself with like a relatively low amount of shame this time. He even asks for more at the end. Jose himself is surprised at how well this works. He's like, damn, it's satisfying to see this bitch trip over himself to please me. Nothing like that slut Ursa who fucking hated me. So he starts doing all the things he wished he could do to Ursa. I'm like, all oh, this fucking quote. Jose can't decide what's sweeter, to hurt Zuko and imagine it's Ursa, or to picture what face his former wife would make as he fucked her dear son in the same bed he was conceived in, forced to watch his precious little Zuko beg for his father's cum. What is there to say but electric chair? Gotta wonder if intensive couples therapy could have saved Zuko from this fate. Probably not. I, I get that Ozai's a royal, that's why he's so entitled, but being entitled to this level? There's something else going on and I don't know what it is. So he wonders how far he can push Zuko until he finally breaks and he figures it out. He considers it the best idea he's had since marrying Zuko in the first place. Zuko makes a lot of noise during sex and sometimes it's fucking annoying so Ozai decides to shoot some lightning into him. Quote, he releases him before he gets strong enough to kill him, begrudgingly aware that he'd got no use for him dead and training another wife would be too much hassle. Oh my god. He's so fucking callous. Only reason he doesn't want to kill Zuko is because he just wants to train someone new. What the fuck? 
my good bitch, the only one getting electrocuted should be Ozai in a chair, electric chair. So while Zuko's getting brainwashed, Iroh's still off at war. He's getting a letter about what happened at home. And the official story to explain Zuko's sudden disappearance is that Ursa took him with her when she ran. That's what Iroh hears. And he's so relieved that they're safe. Fucking dramatic irony at its finest. This is also the story that Azula knows. She's going to come into the story now. She's been bored because it's basically just her in the palace with Ursa and Zuko gone. And Ozai's always keeping himself for some mysterious reason. She's heard the rumors about Ozai's new wife. And she knows it's not like her father to be all vulnerable and so torn up about losing his last wife that he locks this new one away for fear of losing her too. So Azula makes the mistake of deciding to look into Ozai's private chambers and... Yeah, you can imagine what she sees. And she's like, I've seen too much. Did I really see anything at all? I must be going insane. It simply can't be. Uh, so she decides that she has to confront Ozai. And, and she does so once again while Ozai and Zuko are fucking. Because let's be real, when are they not fucking in this fake? Ozai's time spent doing actual Fire Lord things is a slim percentage of the time he spends fucking his son. Gotta, those were words I just said. Uh, gotta wonder why he was so intent on being Fire Lord in the first place. If the only power he's interested in holding is that over his family. Guy doesn't give a shit about the country. So Ozai shoves Zuko under the desk while he talks to Azula. Ozai doesn't really like being talked back to, but Azula's his only heir now, so Zuko's gonna get her punishment. And, and Zuko has been blowing him under the desk this whole time, so Ozai just pisses in his mouth. Oh my god. Sometimes I just I just need to take a step back from the world of this podcast. Like, one day, some 10-year-old, you know, like, the target audience of the show, they're going to talk to me. They're going to be like, wow, Avatar The Last Airbender is such a cool show. Who do you think would win in a fight? Toph or Katara? If you could be any type of bender, what would you be? And I would just look into the void, and I would just deadpan. I've read pornography where Ozai brainwashes Zuko into being his sex slave, pissing and coming all over his face, and the child would just be like, uh, uh, okay then, and back away slowly, like, man, it's a fucking rabbit hole I've gone down. <sighs> anyway, moving on, Ozai does change his mind about letting Azula meet the new wife, invites her to a dinner with them. She's like, Dad, that's just Zuko in a dress. This has to be some kind of sick joke. As always, I feel almost as bad for the people who have to witness Ozai's sick shit as I do for the people he directly victimizes. Like, this has the same vibe as Katara third wheeling with Azula and Ozai in Cubico, but this fig is worse because it has that raw oh shit moment of revelation and incomprehension where Azula's like, why is Zuko my stepmother now? That makes no fucking sense. She's desperately trying to make sense of this. She thinks that maybe Zuko has seduced their father for a shot at the throne. And while she's going off on Zuko, he says very quietly, he says, help me. And Ozai's like, look what you did, Azula. Your temper tantrum ruined months of brainwashing. I mean, training. You need to learn respect and suffering will be your teacher. And then he fucking burns her face off. What a fucking end to this chapter, holy shit. 
once again, um, excellent job with character emotions, I gotta say. With Zula just trying to make sense of something this absurd, of something that doesn't make any sense. And the fucking twist. Yo, that was slapping, actually. That made me holler. So, next chapter. Azula's gonna try her damnedest to be a good sister in this fic. Instead of simping even harder for Ozai when she gets her face burned, she's like, this is fucked up. I no longer have respect for my father. Zuko and I haven't always gotten along, but he doesn't deserve that. So she writes a letter to Iroh, who's still at the siege in Bossing Say, and she's like, hey, can you get your ass home? And the letter doesn't go through because Ozai's censoring the mail, so she sneaks out of the palace to deliver another one. Since she's just like a commoner, a woman mistakes her for a palace servant, and Azula sees this opportunity. And she's like, hmm, I heard that the Fire Lord has a new wife. That's why he's spending so much time alone. So she knows that if this rumor gets big enough, Ozai will have to bring Zuko out of seclusion. And that could be her chance to get him alone and bust him out. So Ira receives her second letter and he writes back like, I know you're just fucking with me, Azula. My brother isn't that evil and insane. And Azula's pissed off that he doesn't believe her. And she's like, well, fuck your ass then. So... Azula goes to confront Ozai again. Uh, What do you think she walks in on? That's right. Zuko and Ozai fucking because they're never not fucking in this fic. And can things get worse from here? Say it with me. Yes, things can always get worse. Azula needs to regain her father's trust. So she's like, what's up? Where can a bitch get some honor around here? And Ozai has heard about this rumor. So he instructs her to arrange an execution of every servant assigned to Zuko because he just assumes that they're the ones who spread it. But he's not done. He asks her what she thinks of Zuko. And he says that maybe she would enjoy a demonstration of Zuko's skills because things can always get worse. So Zuko underestimates. He's got all these sex injuries from the past fucking year. His knees are just scabbed over because he spends so much time sucking dick or, or like being railed on his hands and knees. He has like burn scars in the shape of fingers all around his waist. And he looks more like a girl than ever because Ozai's making him like wear a corset and vape HRT or some shit. So Azula doesn't quite yet become a more active participant in this, but he makes her hold open Zuko's legs while he fucks him because I am in hell. Azula is having an out-of-body experience. She's freaking out internally, but on the outside, she's like, everything is normal. Just like the embodiment of the, this is fine, dog. And apparently these activities go on all night. I'm going to find a portal to the universe of this fanfiction and strangle Ozai to death with my bare hands. Actually, that probably wouldn't go very well, so I guess I'll just bring a gun, because what's he going to do against a gun? How far can he shoot his fire? Probably not farther than I can shoot a sniper rifle. So next, Zuko has to make a public appearance as Ozai's wife. And not to sound like a little 4chan bitch boy, but this shit only gets more degenerate, because they're up at a meeting or some shit with a bunch of advisors. And Ozai has Zuko sit on his lap because we're adding public sex to Ozai's list of sins. He has his dick up there during this entire dinner party and Zuko's trying not to moan while he gets rod at the at the table and Azula's just sitting there and suffering. 
the nobles are like, this clearly underage chick looks a whole lot like your last wife. And Azula cuts in and she's like, her name is Ursa too. What a coincidence. So she can dispel the notion that the wife is like Ursa's little sister or something. Nonetheless, Azula and Zuko do get a moment alone and she's like, shit's fucked, let's bounce. But Zuko's like, oh, father loves me. And Azula's like, fathers don't love their kids like that, Zuzu. And Zuko says, quote, how would you know? <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Can't believe Azula just lost an insult competition to a brain dead sex slave. Also, side note, I feel like this fit could have benefited from some daddies. Like, they only call Ozai father. I mean, in a fic like this, you got you gotta put in some daddies. But ultimately, he refuses to leave. Azula promises that she will get him out of there, though. She can't bring herself to hate him, but she hates what Ozai has forced him to become. Things are about to get even worse, though. But when she gets thought of how can things get worse? Oh, they can get a whole lot worse. And fast, too. You see... None other than one Commander Zhao was at the dinner party that night. He recognized the wife as Zuko. He follows Zuko to his chambers and Zuko begs him not to tell anyone. Zhao agrees under the condition that he gets a blowjob. And a truly ghastly fate awaits Zhao. You've heard of penis firebending. Now get ready for reverse penis firebending. You see, what Zuko does and... We don't get to see this, only it's aftermath. But what he does is he breathes fire onto Zhao's cock, burning it to a crisp and sending him into whatever the fuck the Fire Nation's version of the ICU is. It can't possibly get worse than this, Wenshigastodicus, you may say. But I respond with, there is no rock bottom because getting his dick burnt off, if you can believe it, is really just the beginning of Zhao's suffering. And you will believe it. But before we get to that, Azula has to suffer a little more. Ozai needs to teach her her place. So he invites her back to his bedroom, believing that she was the one who told Zhao about Zuko's real identity. But Zuko speaks up and he reveals that he's the one who burnt off Zhao's dick. So Ozai's like, nice job. It seems like you're not totally useless and defenseless after all. And he's like, why don't we celebrate with an orgy? <laughs> These siblings could use some bonding, uh, so Azula has to think of an excuse fast, so she's like, I, I don't want that dirty whore mouth on my coochie, uh, but Zuko is so hurt, he's literally like, I know I'm disgusting and dirty, but I can make it up to you. Oh, the rejection is so painful, and Ozai's trying to guilt trip her, so she eventually, she has to concede, and she's thinking, yo, it does kind of feel good what he's doing to my pussy, but it's so, so wrong. And uh, this is a sentence that's about to leave my mouth. Ozai starts ramming Zuko from behind while Zuko eats Azula's pussy. I think I need to take a cold shower after I finish recording this. But anyways, Azula has a terrible fucking time, but compared to what's about to happen to Zhao, oh shit, no, no, no. Sure, Zhao deserves to get his dick burnt off for trying to rape Zuko. I can vibe with that. What Zuko did was self-defense. But the punishment he gets... It is more befitting of Ozai. Like, this is some medieval torture level shit. So it turns out that Swordmaster Piando has been receiving letters from Azula and Iroh, and now he is summoned to the palace for Zhao's punishment. Ozai and Zuko attend, and Piando's checking out the wife, like, oh, she looks hella underage, and she's, why is she clinging to Ozai like that? Oh, the opium pipe. She's on drugs. 
That's why. And, oh man, y'all want to hear this description of Zhao? Whew, here's this quote. Bring the prisoner, calls one of the soldiers. This is the moment in which Piandos really squares himself for the worst. Turns out, it's not enough. He's seen enough tortured men in his life, men mangled by the war, by their enemies, and even their own comrades. Disgraced Commander Zhao manages to be nothing like them, and at the same time, a whole new terrible thing altogether. From the moment he enters the courtyard, more than one man has to turn away in disgust and nausea. The disgraced officer bears no clothes except for the filth and grime clinging to him in patches of dirt, his arms and legs hanging in awkward positions as if broken and left to heal wrong. His smell, pungent and sickly, seems to wash over the crowd, making those who had not turned over already wrinkle their nose in distaste. Yet none of that comes close to the sight of his loins. Piando doesn't consider himself a queasy man. But the sight of another male's mangled and charred manhood is enough to make even the strongest man lightheaded. The flesh is red and inflamed, what's not raw and bleeding consumed by infection and pus. Even now, the man seems to be quieting screams against the gag in his mouth, crunched tightly enough to be cutting into his cheeks and bruising the skin on his face. Suddenly, Pianda regrets having come back to Caldera. You think? I'm gonna tell you right now to pour one out for Zhao. I know he's a piece of shit, but oh, no one deserves this except for Ozai, of course. Here's what's gonna happen to him. Because he's not in bad enough condition as it is, Zhao is sentenced to the following punishment. His dick will be cut off, which admittedly at this point seems more of a mercy than having it attached to his body with all that infection. But then his tongue will be ripped out and finally, his full fleet will publicly rape him in the ass. If he survives, Ozo might allow him to rejoin the fleet he once commanded. My god, has Ozai gone off the fucking rails? I mean, obviously he went off the rails a long time ago, but now the crazy train is rolling off a cliff and into the ocean and sinking into the Mariana Trench, and we're only a mile deep, and there's six more miles to go because the depths of his depravity cannot be underestimated. Uh, yes, I know that the Mariana Trench is in the middle of the ocean and there are no cliffs around there, but no, I don't give a shit. Just deal with it for the sake of metaphor. So Piano's like, okay, let's just get this over with. And he's still looking at the wife like, man, what is her deal? Did Ozai finally find someone as fucked up as him? God damn, that's a lot of PDA. I mean, they out here treating an execution like Netflix and chill. <laughs> Call that Netflix and kill. So he just cuts off Zhao's dick and tongue and then he tries to to look away as the soldiers tentatively converge on Zhao, but his gaze falls upon Ozai fucking his wife in front of everyone, because I guess they're both really turned on by this. Careful, buddy, don't lift your skirts up too high or else the whole court will see that your new wife has a penis. So Piano's just standing there like, if Satan himself resides in the ninth level of hell, then this must be the forbidden tenth level. And because the tenth level of hell isn't bad enough, Piandao has a revelation. He hears those moans and he's like, huh, that voice sounds familiar. And it hits him. He's like, oh shit, that's my former student. 
Zuko and his soul just gets yeeted down to the 69th level of hell and he just can't take it anymore he's just like fuck this shit I'm out but he has a letter in his pocket telling him to meet Azula and they start playing to bring Iroh back to bust Zuko out Azula took a gamble asking for Panda's help but she knows that if she has to endure another threesome she's gonna lose her fucking mind so that my friends is where this fic left off I'm glad that things are starting to look up in terms of a rescue attempt but Holy shit was that last chapter a fucking ride shit that might be the most fucked thing I've read but still if there's one thing I believe in it's this author's ability to make things even worse kudos I publicly announced that the wife is Zuko and just continue asserting his dominance the whole fire nation just has to deal with it kudos I find out what Azula's up to and brainwash her too could Ursa be recaptured and forced to watch, nay, perhaps even partake in this depravity? Could Zuko's stick be the next to get chopped off? Could there be Emperor? As fucked as this is, those are just a handful of ways it could get worse. Because that's the main takeaway from this fic. Things can always get worse. There is no rock bottom. Maybe once you finally reach the bottom of the Mariana Trench, you start boring into the Earth's crust. So let's break this down. Let's talk about this on a literary level before we wrap things up. Character emotions were handled really well. You could just feel the what the fuckery raiding off the characters every time something insane happened. That was what was done best about this fic. As for Ozai, oh my god. Uh, uh, Look, he's a fucked up dude. No one will tell you otherwise, but... I really don't think he's that fucked up. The guy's unhinged enough to declare himself emperor of the world, but he's not unhinged enough to rail his wife's son at a public dick chopping gang rape execution. Uh, for the record, railing the wife's son at a public dick chopping gang rape execution has the same effect on me as Sokka's urethra hairpin, but it just doesn't have the same ring to it. Dick chopping gang rape execution is now the name of my porno grind band, by the way. I did like that we were actually able to get inside Ozai's head for a change. Most of the Ozai is a rapist fix, don't do that. And we were able to see that his reasoning actually stems from his issues with Ursa, whereas in something like the Ozula fix we covered earlier, where he has all those illegitimate daughters, he's just listening to his dick, just no thoughts, head empty, just horny. I didn't like that Ozai gives so much of a shit about Zuko in this fic. Like, definitely, I mean, in the dead opposite way that parents usually give a shit about their kids. But what I'm talking about, really, is his level of investment. The guy went through the trouble of training and brainwashing Zuko and then spending every waking moment fucking him. I I get the feeling that a lot of Ozai's bad parenting comes in the form of neglect rather than, hmm, I think I will actively involve myself in their lives for the sake of abusing them. Every time we see Ozai in the show, he's like, I want these kids the fuck out of the palace. Zuko, go find the Avatar. Azula, go find the Avatar. Oh, you're both back to find the Avatar? Go to Ember Island. I really don't want to see your faces around here. Guy probably fucking needed servants to remind him of their birthdays and shit, if not their names. <laughs> I can see him taking out his frustrations on them every now and then, but he's like never not fucking Zuko in this fic. I just don't think he cares that much about Zuko either way to go through the trouble of spending so much time and effort on him. And even if it comes down to his bitterness about Ursa, I don't know. I've seen that play into other sexual abuse fics and it works, but literally replacing her with Zuko, I think it's just overkill. I I did like protective Azula. I liked the twist that she was the one who got the scar. Uh, I liked her trying to process and then fix this situation, going behind Ozai's back, trying to manipulate him, play his game, dealing with the consequences. She was really good in this. She was the best character. 
just for Zuko himself. Shit's just sad. Oza exploited his need for love in such a terrible way. He's going to need a lifetime of therapy if he gets out of this. So anyway, my review of this fic, I think you can guess what it is. God, that was fucked up. And when it comes down to it, that's what this author wanted to write. Something really fucked up. They succeeded. Enough said. So that's all I got for now. Believe me, there were loads of other fics I could have covered on this episode, but it was hard to narrow it down, even with the extended runtime that... I gave this one. Personally, I think I really picked the cream of the crop, though. Uh, launches back into fun for the whole family avatar edition. When I put up the official Barslow website, I'm going to include Brain Bleach as one of our products. Next episode, not fan fiction, but I want to talk about a book by none other than Ben Shapiro called Porn Generation, How Social Liberalism is Corrupting Our Future. Uh, I'm looking forward to mercilessly roasting the shit out of it because I have far more respect for the incest shippers of the Avatar fandom than I do for people who think that porn will turn you into a serial killer. That is actually one of the claims he makes. So today we covered Zeus-Cest role-playing as Urzai, post by Anon and pro-ship trash on Tumblr, Frozen Smile by Dancing Kirby, Parental Love by Princess underscore Claire underscore Faye, Tasting Faded Embers by Boats Aplenty, A Prince No More by Painted Blue Rose, and A Prince's Rune by Tangerine Sock. The Bar is Low is on Instagram. You can find us at The Bar is Low with an underscore in between each word. Find me on Tumblr at wenchicus-thoticus. If you have a fix to suggest, feel free to get in contact with me. And if you want to drop a rating review on iTunes, that'd be real cool. I'm not going to beg you for five stars. Give me however many damn stars you think I deserve. As always, I'm your pal, wenchicus-thoticus. This is The Bar is Low. Thank you for joining me. And that's all for today. <laughs> A traitor has been found in our midst, a devilish man who must be purged. He has laid his cock upon my property, and so it has been burned. But his pain is not enough. He must be taught a lesson. Not to touch my precious son wife. His torture is my obsession. Second to fucking my son-wife, of course. He will suffer like no other at the dick-chopping gang rape execution. Dick-chopping gang rape execution. First, his cock will be severed. It was infected with gangrene. I consider this to be a mercy. His punishment will be more obscene. Then his tongue will be ripped out so he can no longer speak. At last he will be sodomized by the entirety of his fleet. He will suffer like no other at the dick-chopping gang rape execution. Dick-chopping gang rape execution. Execution is my solution and it turns me on. And so I will Rail my son wife at the dick chopping gang rape execution. Dick chopping gang rape execution. Dick chopping gang rape execution.